Hello there, and thanks for joining me in the uh, podcast today. We're going to take a look at business wealth and personal wealth. Looking at it from the perspective of a very interesting family. The Green family. Owners of what we now know as Hobby Lobby. A major, major retail business across the country. And looking at the philosophy of the Green family as to not only how they operate a business and um, treat their employees, but how they utilize and treat their income based on their business and personal wealth. You know, there are different questions that we ask at different points in time in our life. Mr. Green, in his book, which recently came to my attention, and I recommend it to you, is entitled, Giving It All Away and Getting It All Back Again. What a concept. Give away and you'll get it all back again. Very biblical, by the way. Now, in his book, in the prologue, he kind of raises different questions that we ask at different points in time in our life. In our 20s, we tend to ask, who will I marry and what will, I, and what will my career be? In our 30s, we ask, how can I establish my career, and how will my kids turn out? By the 40s, we ask, is this the job I really wanted, and why is life so hard? In the 50s, we start to look at both backwards and forwards in our life and say this, how has it turned out so far, and what will I do that's significant for the next 25 years of my life? By the 60s, we ask a different question. Will my health hold out, and when will I see my grandchildren? By the 70s and 80s, we start looking back on our life, and we ask this question. Was it all worth it, or will anyone remember me? And we may even ask, should I have, could I have given more? You know, those are profound questions, and they are certainly worthy of discussion and consideration by all of us. Wherever we are in life, and wherever we're headed to the next decade of our life, the questions that are relevant to us, the questions we ask, the questions that promote our enthusiasm and our view of the future, and how we make our time most productive. You see, it's not a matter of how long we're going to live. It's not a matter of how healthy we are as we live. The real issue is how productive are we and will we be for the next decade or whatever it's going to be for our life. How productive. See, that it's that's the issue. Not just will I be alive when I'm 80, will I be alive when I'm 90, will I be alive when I'm 85? That's not the issue. The issue really is how productive will I be at those age points in my life? Because that's really where satisfaction comes. That's where happiness comes. That's where meaningfulness you know, comes into our life. It's our productivity, not just the fact that we exist. Now, when you take a look at the Green family, and um, they applied, you know, these kind of questions in their own life 
and live that way. It's important to note how they treat their employees. You know, this book I recommend to you is a book of reading. If you're in family business, this is a book you must read. If you work for a family business, this is a book you must read. If you're thinking of starting a family business, this is a book you must read, particularly if that's the case. You see, the Green family really thought through how they are going to run a business, not just what business they were going to develop, because it started in their home, started in their basement, if you will, putting picture frames together, husband and wife, and now it's Hobby Lobby, a multi-billion dollar operation. You see, it comes about gradually, and it comes about by having a particular philosophy of life and a particular philosophy of business. And the Greens did that as they developed Hobby Lobby. Now, when you read the whole book, there's just bits and pieces that are just gems of wisdom for you personally, but certainly in the area of business development. But I was struck in the middle of the book as I read the section on Our Employees Matter. Our employees matter. You see, employees, you know, run a business, basically. They run the operation day to day. They make the contact with the public. They set your face in the community. They determine if people come back or not. And you can have policies. You can have uh, all the uh, finances in place. You can have all the management in place. But it's the employee that runs your business on a day to day basis on the street in the lives of the people that come and go out of those front doors. So it's a matter of looking at your employees and making sure that they are important, you know, to you. Mr. Green uh, refers back in history to Henry Ford. You know, we all know Henry Ford as the brilliant American inventor and industrialist of the Ford motor car. He was a genius when it came to putting a car together on an assembly line. He created that assembly line approach in business. But he had zero sensitivity when it came to his employees or to the human side of a business. One time he complained, why is it that I always get a whole person when I really only want a pair of hands? You see, he was only concerned about what a person could produce. Only concern that somebody would make their eight hours or ten hours a day productive and turn a profit. That's all he was concerned about. And in contrast to that, the Green family have really developed a kind of a 100% sensitivity to their employees. You know, at one point in time when the minimum wage was $7, they upped the employee's income payment at that time to $10 by increasing what they were getting by a dollar an hour. And it was at $10. They were way ahead of the curve. And then again, the next year, they upped it again and bumped it up another dollar. The next year, they bumped it up again another dollar. You see, they were able, because of their income, because of the success of the company, because of the good performance of their employees, they generated a significant income and then turned around and shared that with the employees. Now, that sensitivity to your employees, that's a value system that's operating positively. Your employees are the heart of your business. You need to recognize that. You need to accept that fact. 
and recognize what value they have to you. And he goes on to discuss in the book how important it is that when you pay well, you get a high-quality performance, and you also get a high-quality person. You see, pay sets the pace often, and if you're going to pay low, you get low. What's the old phrase that we often say, you get what you pay for? Well, they prove the formula. By recognizing the value of employees, recognizing that the employees have their own personal lives, and they balance their business with their own personal life for their employees, it paid off, and the company has done extremely well. So not only in the, in the payment area, that they recognized the value of their employees and the fact that the employees had a life to live and, and could live it better by having a little higher income. They also looked at the hours of their employees. And as you know, because of me, a Christian business, they decided not to have any business on Sunday. Close their stores on Sunday. Now that go, that flies against the face of business. All stores now must open their, on Sunday. So they think. But Hobby Lobby has proved the point. You don't have to. People will come on Monday through Saturday. They'll adjust their schedule. Because if you're not open on Sunday, they'll come in to see you on Saturday or come on Monday. And business was not lost. In fact, business was gained. So you don't have to be open on Sunday. You can live according to your values. You can work according to your values. But what they also did was to decide that their employees came from homes with families. They had children. They had spouses. They had a family life to live. So they decided to open their store, not at 10 o'clock in the morning, which many stores do, but at 9 o'clock in the morning, and ended at 8 o'clock at night, not 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock, which many stores do. That allowed their employees to go home and have a little time with their children, a little time with their family before the kids went to bed. That was their thinking. Let their employees get on home, have a little bit of evening time with their family, and the family quality of life would be improved. So it's not only improving a business and improving the income of an employee, but improving the lifestyle of the employee and improving the family lifestyle of the employee. So family life was always a value, a high value for the Green family. They valued it themselves. They worked on this business together as a family. They talked together. They planned together. They solved problems together. They incorporated their children and, and made it a family teaching opportunity and a family living opportunity and a family business opportunity but they included all their employees and recognized that they had families too and wanted to allow them to have a quality family life even though they worked in their store. Now, one other thing that's important to note when it comes to the Green family and the treatment of employees and treatment of the people they dealt with, and that is the issue of uh, ethics with vendors. Now, in the traditional business, you have a vendor. You might be the, bring the person who brings the soft drinks into your store or brings in the clothing to your store or brings in uh, food 
to the store or a vendor that comes by and sells you certain products that will you'll carry in your store and put it on your shelves but there are all kinds of vendors that come into your store and want you to do business with them want you to put their product forward on the shelf to put their product more on the shelf than somebody else's product there's a competitiveness among the vendors that come into your store and try to get their business into your store and highlight it so they had to develop kind of a vendor ethic so that they would treat the vendors fairly but also that the vendors would treat them fairly as well and in the traditional form of a vendor they often come in with gifts often come in with little positive benefits giving you tickets to the ball game you know tickets on a trip an airplane trip it here and there a weekend here and there or whatever it might be common just look at your political system and all the perks and all little gifts that our political system utilizes people come in and want their influence want their vote so they buy it by giving perks and we've been trying to control that at the political level but it's a very difficult one to control and it takes place all the time in the world of business vendors buy privilege vendors vendors buy uh, first place choice on the shelf vendors buy space in the aisles to attract attention to their particular product and they buy that by giving gifts and giving privileges to the business manager and to the owner of a business that goes on in the business world today and you know that costs all of us when a vendor gives a gift to somebody the person who buys the product from that vendor pays that price pays for that so it, it ups the cost of a product gifts are not free they're just passed on to the buyer so whenever you see that a vendor has given something away you know good and well that you are paying for that when you, you when you buy the product that that vendor represents so the green family got together and they had to had a little family conference on how they're going to deal with vendors how they're going to associate with vendors how they're going to manage that system that vendors so much live on so they decided to come up with a policy and they wrote the policy out agreed upon it and then posted it in the employee room and gave it to every vendor as they came and sought business with Hobby Lobby here's what the policy reads okay it is Hobby Lobby policy that employees or owners will not receive any gifts of any value from any vendor and then they go on to say this except for rare occasions employees will not accept dinner engagements as they will be with their families during the evenings see there's your family value the notice went on to say this Hobby Lobby owners and buyers will pay their share of lunches any gifts received by anyone will be returned to the sender any violation of this policy will jeopardize the relationship between Hobby Lobby stores 
and their vendors. We thank you in advance for your cooperation, and it was signed by David Green, who is the CEO of Hobby Lobby. Now, think about that. Here's a store that says we're going to be independent of the influence of vendors. Vendors can come in, they can present the product, they can put it on our shelves, and they can compete like anybody else. But they don't have to pay for that by giving gifts or special privileges to the owners or to employees. You see, it's an open door, but they don't have to get an advantage by giving gifts. You get an advantage by the fact that your product is a good product, and it's wanted by the customer base, and it is purchased by those customers coming into the store. If it's not purchased, it's probably not needed and probably not maintained on the shelves. So Hobby Lobby has this vendor policy that is a recommendation, I think, to our political system and to other businesses and to churches and to everybody that deals with the public and deals with the trade business in our public. You see, why do we have to have uh, a gift so that one has the advantage over another? Why do we have to give gifts or receive gifts so that there's an advantage of one over the other? The advantage is not in the quality of the gift that is given to an owner of a store. It's in the quality of the product that is put on the shelf so that the public will want to buy it and will buy it. That's what it's based on. So, maybe our political system should take note. Learn a few lessons from the Green family and from how Hobby Lobby operates their business. Other businesses would be wise to imitate the policies and procedures of the Hobby Lobby Corporation. The Christian church, the Christian business community would be wise to follow the patterns of the Green family and the development of the store Hobby Lobby. You see, they set the pace. They determine really how it is that you can run not just a Christian business, but you can run a business that's family-friendly and family healing and helping the family become strong across the country. Not just running a business, not just making an income, not just hiring people, but helping the people you hire and helping the people that come into your store as customers live a higher quality of life in their own homes. That's what's important to the Green family. Now maybe that's what could be important to you too. Maybe you need to give some thought to that where you work, or the business you operate, or how you live your life, and how you work with people who try to peddle influence in, you, in your life, or peddle influence upon you. It's not that kind of influence. It's the quality of the product, the need of the product in the public. So give thought to that, okay? And uh, I recommend the book, uh, written by the Green family, but uh, certainly David Green. Uh, and it's entitled again, Giving It All Away and Getting It All Back Again. Go down to the Hobby Lobby store. Right inside the door, you'll find a table with these books being available. Pick one up. It's great reading. It's a great value, and I recommend the book as uh, a business manual. 
but it's a personal va uh, menu as well, a personal value book as well, and one that maintains good advice for family living. If you can incorporate their principles, and your own family will be improved upon, and your work, your work style and your work ethic will be improved upon. It's a great model for all of us, okay? So I recommend the, uh, the book and certainly do business with Hobby Lobby, you know, because of it. They give away 90% of their income to charity. That's what the Green family does, okay? That company runs the world, if you think about it that way. 90% of their income is given to charitable purposes. There's the model for all of us. So um, we could do better. Give it away, but get it all back again. Nice to have you with me, and bye for now.